Welcome to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine health research digested for you. We want to thank the innovative companies and products whose support and trust make this podcast possible. Beringer Ingelheim, Elanco. Get your full value from start to finish with Elanco. Essential Ag Solutions, bringing innovative science-based solutions to livestock producers. Healthy Climate Monitor, we give you insight and you get control. Find us at HealthyClimateMonitor.com. Elbiotics, the postbiotic pioneer that helps maintain a healthy gut in pigs. United Animal Health, scientifically better. Learn more at UnitedAMH.com. Welcome to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine health research digested for you. My name is Dr. Clayton Johnson, and I'm the host of the podcast. Joining me on today's episode is Dr. Donna Drabus. Donna is a production veterinarian with Seaboard Foods based out of uh, Oklahoma. Donna, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Why don't you start with a little introduction for the audience? Tell them a little bit about yourself. Yes, so I am a 2017 grad from the University of Minnesota. Um, Started with Seaboard right after graduation and been down in the Oklahoma Panhandle since. I work, like you said, for Seaboard Foods and... And since I'm in Guyman, um, I also work with locations in Colorado, Kansas, Texas, and Oklahoma. Plenty of road time, like a good swine, like every good swine veterinarian, right? Yeah, like every good swine vet. Well, Donna, I'm sure on some of that road time, um, you're talking to folks about managing mycoplasma iodomonia. And you, you and I have talked a lot about kind of best practices for managing that, particularly as it relates to guilt acclimation practices. Do you want to talk a little bit, uh, Donna, about kind of what are the options for producers for guilt acclimation for mycoplasma ionomonia today? And what do you recommend to your team there at Seaboard? What do you guys find that is the most efficient, the most optimal way to, to acclimate those gilts to mycoplasma? Yeah, so there's quite a few different choices out there. Um, there's what we do, which is an intertracheal planned exposure. There's also the planned exposure with the fogging method. There's some people that bring them in and bring in um, cedar animals on the farm. And then there's some people that just bring them in and don't do any acclimation. For us, when we transitioned from internally multiplying to buying naive um, isoweens, we knew since they were going to go into farms that are controlled positive, that they would need to have some type of acclimation. Um, and we wanted to be able to start the day zero, which meant that you were going to have to have some form of a planned inoculation. And that was where we got to the intertracheal planned inoculation at eight weeks of age. Very good. Donna, if you're going to inoculate those animals uh, and, and intentionally expose them and get that day zero, you've got to have some raw material to do it. Um, and they don't typically sell mycoplasma ionomonia culture, you know, off the shelf or at the farm store downtown. So what do you guys do to, to create that material or where do you access that mycoplasma ionomonia you use for the exposure? So it's when they started years ago, um, they did successfully go and collect lung homogenate from some older gilts in farms like recently entered gilts and that became the cedar for what we do today and what we do today is we take barrows intentionally inoculate them and keep them in a little iso 
It depends on the batch, but normally five to six weeks and then harvest them. And while they are in there, um, we do do quite a few things. They get treated with Naxel, for example, two days after inoculation to just try and back down secondary load. They're routinely tested for flu and PERS, as well as uh, routinely laryngeal swab to make sure that we're going to have a heavy enough load when we collect. And then it's actually fairly simple. You go in, you euthanize them, you freeze the lungs, you send in some testing material, and once you're good, you just take it and put it in a blender and put in some freeze with it in a ratio of 70 to 30. 70 long, 30 freeze. Blend it all up, put it into, we do 10 mil homogenate uh, tubes, and then put it in an ultralope. So fairly straightforward. Very good. Do you have um, a specific, I guess, diagnostic criteria on the mycoplasma testing for those lungs where you say, okay, there's enough volume of bacteria in this set of lungs that we'll use it? Do you have a CT or something like that you use as a threshold? Yeah, it's below 20 is what we're hoping for on a swab. And then we also have some other criteria too. Um, Culture, they need to be below one, so very minimal secondaries. PERS negative, flu negative, of course. PCV2 and 3 with a CT below 30 because those are endemic. You're never going to guarantee negatives. Sure. And then mycohyorhinus with a CT below 30. Okay. And you mentioned uh, specific media that's very good for mycoplasma for and for producers considering doing this. I would highly recommend they use that media. You want to mention that, that media you use to kind of dilute out the lung tissue? Yeah, it's called freeze media. The way that it was explained to me by Maria Peters is it helps keep the myco stable. Um, and it's available at ISU, you know, you can, in about any diagnostic lab, they'll work with you and be able to find the source. Yep. Very good. And I can't take credit for that protocol. That protocol was started by Dr. Rebecca Robbins when she was here with the help of Maria Peters and Alicia Buttlock. And there is a proceedings paper from ASV that has the details of homogenous production. But that was a really quick overview. Yeah, perfect. Um, so we've got our homogenous. What's the next step, Donna? So the next step is you're going to go in and you're going to intratricularly inoculate these girls. And we do a very specific mixture. Um, you can't overdo it. We learned that in the beginning. <laughs> so you want to take one of your 10 cc homogenates thaw it and then add in 360 cc's of the freeze in a plastic bag very gently mix and then take syringes with catheters and give them a 4.5 cc dose and we normally do one pig per pen in our nurseries and just because of how our nurseries are set up that ends up being about 78 head per lot so it's about one cedar per nursery pen. 10% of the population is okay. how I usually have it. 10% of the population, they get exposed and we count on that 10% to be infected, shed, and then share, transmit to the rest of the population. Yeah, and we do monitor that process just to make sure our homogenate is so good. Um, once a month, they go in and get the lot that was 35 days post-inoculation and it'll do tracheal swabs and you expect 100% positive. It's very rare that you don't have 100% positive. You may get 90% positive, 10% suspect, but 
I would tell you if you get below 80, you need to go and start looking at what happened. And the most common things are whoever did your sample collection did not go deep enough. Okay. And I've also had some people who thought that they needed to disinfect the equipment between pigs. Sure. Somewhat contraindicated in this particular situation. I've had that happen a couple of times. So how hard is it to do intratracheal inoculation of a growing gill, Donna? It's actually very simple. Um, I would tell you that our daily farm staff does this after training. And their training is my vet assistant will go in, will snare an animal. She will show them all the anatomical locations and show them how to do a few. And there's a very distinctive, you'll know you're in the right place because there's a very distinctive change in voice. Yeah. You know, they're screaming and they go, <laughs> it just changes. So, you know, you're in the right spot. Like a, like a little whistle almost. Yeah. And then go ahead and inoculate them, pull it out and you're done. And that's one of the reasons we like it is the fact that anybody can be trained to do it. Imagine being able to monitor your animals and farm climate remotely. The Healthy Climate Monitor combines camera and sensor data, and they will give you real-time insight into behavior, temperature, CO2, relative humidity, ammonia, and air pressure, light intensity, and particulate matter. We give you insight, and you get control. Find us at HealthyClimateMonitor.com. One more question, Donna. What, uh, what age do you recommend a producer start this process at? So, you know, you're going to need 240 days at minimum um, to get that animal negative. So we have made an in-house autogenous product. The autogenous product has ASUS, which was the most common secondary we were seeing post-exposure, and then the MycoStrain that we exposed to. They get two doses of that. They get one at four weeks of age, one at six weeks of age, and then they get their actual live exposure at eight weeks of age. And I would strongly recommend if you consider doing this, that you do look at an autogenous. It was very beneficial in our case. Very good. United Animal Health has been innovating nutrition that feeds the animals that feed the world since 1956. Now a multinational ag biosciences company, we help people impact the health of their animals with less labor, less variation, less drag, less challenge, and less natural resources. Learn more at unitedanh.com. Well, thank you very much for sharing all that information, Donna. Very good information, very practical, and for producers that are in, <clears throat> in that do-nothing camp, for sure, if you're bringing in a na- myco-naive guilt, that's probably something you want to take a look at. Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming on the show, Donna. To our audience, thanks for listening to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast. Please check out our website at swinehealthblackbelt.com, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on our next episode. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Hey, everybody. We're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine health-related research trial and would like to come on the show and talk about it, share it with us, please feel free to email the research to hello at wisenetics.com. That's H-E-L-L-O at W-I-S-E-N-E-T-I-X dot com.